Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bachelor Rush Hour. It's your boy Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. It's a new podcast where we provide a Rush Hour remix and rewind of all the day's activities in Bachelor Nation and also entertainment news in general. So thank you guys so much for stopping by. Let me do all the hard work. You guys have done enough. Get your ride home ready. Hang out, relax, kick your feet up, unless you're driving. Maybe it's a Tesla. All-wheel drive. And let's get into it. So uh, in this video, we've got several different... I'm sorry, in this podcast, we've got several different audio clips I'm going to play for you guys from today's YouTube videos, including the Bachelor in Paradise fallout between Genevieve Parisi and Aaron Clancy, and also what Nick Vile has to say about Victoria's love life. And it involves what might be some spoilers. Bachelor Nation posts uh, a alumni and all-star from Bachelor Nation posted and deleted a steamy comment on Victoria Fuller's video on Instagram after a possible rendezvous in Italy. So for that full story, stick around. If you don't want to do spoilers, this might not be the podcast for you. But first, let's get into a non-Bachelor story. We've got Matthew Perry, star of Friends, talking about eating 55 Vicodin pills per day, other drinking and alcohol problems, and how he should have been dead. And yet he has survived. He's been doing the rounds. I'm going to play a clip from his interview with Diane Sawyer for you guys in just a second. I wanted to thank so many of you for leaving so many positive comments. We have almost 200 ratings and reviews on the Apple Podcast app. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all those that have helped rate the channel. Love to listen to this for my commute to and from work. Dave condenses pop culture and Bachelor News in a thoughtful and funny way. Love Dave. So happy he's got a podcast. Dave's done it again. So glad he's in our podcast options now. Five stars. Dave, thank you guys all so much for helping make the launch of this podcast successful. We are charting at number one in entertainment news in the United States of America and in the top 80 for all news programs. Can you believe that? Uh, So thank you guys all so much. The best way to support if you're listening is to make sure you hit the follow button, subscribe, rate, and review. If you listen on Spotify, good for you. If you got an iPhone, definitely go over to the iPhone podcast app and give us a great review. So thank you guys all so much for that. Let's get into our first story here. This is uh, Matthew Perry being interviewed by Diane Sawyer. I'm just going to play a clip of what he had to say about overcoming his addiction. Friends, lovers, and the big terrible thing. You start with a thunderclap, first page. Hi, my name is Matthew, although you may know me by another name. My friends call me Maddie, and I should be dead. Yeah, that's definitely true. You say, addiction, the big terrible thing, is far too powerful for anyone to defeat alone. But together, one day at a time, we can beat it down. Yeah. Your disease is just outside, just doing one-arm push-ups, just waiting, just waiting for you, waiting to get you alone. Because alone, you lose to the disease. And now I finally feel okay and feel like I've got some strength. What does it mean to feel okay? It means that I've developed some safety nets around this. You know, for some reason, it's obviously because I was on Friends, more people will listen to me. 
So I've got to take advantage of that. I've got to help as many people as I can. And uh, we hope that he does just that. Uh, the full interview will be available for you guys. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I believe, I don't know when the launch date is, but they're doing some promo clips now. So I'm assuming it's sometime this week. But uh, it's a fascinating story. He talks about going to open houses at different mansions and going into the medicine cabinet and stealing drugs. If you want a good show that was just fascinating, heartbreaking, but really well done, a dope on Hulu uh, starring Michael Keaton is an amazing way to look at the opioid uh, and drug pandemic that exists in our country right now. He won, I believe, um, uh, an award for best actor for that show. It's fascinating looking at how uh, normal people can just fall into this terrible addiction and how Big Pharma is partly to blame. All right, well, that's it for the non-Bachelor content. Uh, Coming up first, I'm going to share with you guys the fallout from Bachelor in Paradise. If you want to hear my X's and O's, X, Y, and Z's of Bachelor in Paradise recaps, go check that out on the YouTube channel. I'm not going to replay that here. Uh, To be quite honest, the show itself is getting quite boring and redundant, but what's spilling onto the streets after the show might be more interesting. So definitely stick around for the end where I discuss the wild drama that's going on with Victoria Fuller and what Nick Vial thinks about it. But first, what Jen and Aaron had to say about the fight that they had on the show. Essentially, Aaron saying what you saw isn't what actually happened. And Jen said what you saw is exactly what happened. So here's our first audio bit of the day. Uh, Jen and Aaron going at it. We have a Bachelor in Paradise sort of uh, update. Tweets from both Aaron and Genevieve regarding the conversation that they had, which led to their ultimate getting back together last night on the show. I don't know how the relationship stands, so this isn't a spoiler, but after seeing their comments on Twitter, one might think they're not doing too well. Now, of course, they've fought all the time. Uh, it's going to be really hard to sift through the wreckage of like who started it, who brought toxic behavior. Chances are they both just had very different communication styles. Uh, my guess is that Aaron is the type of guy who just wants everybody to get along. He wants to have fun. He wants no drama. And my guess is that Jen is the type who wants a little bit more attention than she's getting from Aaron. And by showing that, it starts a fight and drama. Again, it doesn't mean either one is right or wrong. They just have different styles. And um, chances are, if your love language isn't being filled, you either get bitter or resentful or, you know, start some chaos. So anyway, we're going to get into this right now. Follow me on Instagram at dneals, patreon.com slash daveneal for a bonus behind-the-scenes content. So Decider.com actually did a good job breaking this down, so I'll read a few of their paragraphs. Bachelor and Paradise fans aren't shipping Aaron and Genevieve after a wild gaslighting fight. Yes, did you have gaslighting on the bingo card? Usually that's what people on Reddit and um, in the comment section accuse the contestants of doing, but it isn't too often that the contestants accuse each other of doing it, although we do remember Katie Thurston accused Greg Grippo of gaslighting. Just about every... Uh, therapist we've spoken to, and by we I mean me, have said that the term gaslighting has been used incorrectly uh, uh, by by the contestants. Things got dark on episode 11 of Bachelor in Paradise, so dark that contestants repeatedly dropped the G word, gaslighting. Formerly rock-solid Paradise favorite couple Aaron Clancy and Genevieve Parisi survived split week, but it seems like they've gotten into daily disagreements since being back on the beach. The two fought after the return of Jen's ex, Justin, in episode 10 and in episode 11. Last night, they had a blowout so major that Genevieve was steps away from leaving Paradise for good. 
The two were on good terms for the majority of the episode with Aaron telling cameras he was on cloud 10 with Genevieve, but everything fell apart and somehow came back together in the last 30 minutes. Jen realized she was falling in love with Aaron and wanted to pull him aside and tell him, but he wouldn't stop swimming, hanging with his bros, and sharing his theories about New York City rats and evolution. While all the contestants were lounging on a daybed together, Jen told Aaron she wanted to be alone with him, and he transformed from the sweet, chill guy we got to know in early episodes to an angry, condescending man-baby. Are you really doing this? What are you coming at me for? I've done everything right. No other girl is mad at any dude here. After Genevieve calmly explained she was simply sharing her feelings and apologized for wanting 10 minutes with him, Aaron said, that's gaslighting right there. So that's where they stand. Now, here's what they actually said afterwards. Of course, this is months later. They've had time to reflect. And also, you have to remember, this is the first time that they're seeing the edit and how it plays out. Now, of course, that moment where Jen's fighting with, talking to Victoria in the bathroom, there's this kind of jump cut back to Aaron on the beach. We all know that that wasn't happening at the same time, right? It's just convenient to be like, she's all sad and upset. And here's, he's like, oh, bro, here's the deal with Bitcoin, you know, completely different. uh, But, you know, as far as the edit goes, pretty funny in its juxtaposition there. Genevieve said this, nothing relevant to the argument was cut out. What you saw is what happened. And that's what Genevieve had to say. Aaron had to say more. He said, guys, reality TV is not actual reality, but it is actually on TV. And of course, that's what the villain normally says when it comes to, hey, the edit you're seeing is not what actually happened. But I tend to agree with Aaron. The truth is somewhere in the middle of the final product you usually we say there's your side, my side, and the truth is in the middle. But what we actually have is a triangle. There's Aaron's side, Genevieve's side, and then the edited side, and the truth is somewhere in the middle. He said, like 40 hours of filming a week condensed into four hours. You see such a small part. And then he said, guys, truly not the convo at all. So we have Aaron saying not the convo, and then we have Genevieve saying, well, what you saw is what actually happened. Now, Chances are, like I said, it's somewhere in between, but others have said things like, why are they acting like that whole fight was normal? That was not normal. That was toxic. Reality Steve said, fighting a lot and making up does not mean two people are made for each other. Eliza and Victoria's take on this is awful. Of course, their take being, wow, if a couple can fight like that and stay together, they must be meant to be. And then a random commenter said, in my opinion, that's a form of adrenaline junkie addicted to the rush of emotions, any emotions, your relationship is bipolar. Now that, of course, I don't know if that's a therapist or just a random Twitter commenter, but you know, there's a good point there that we have sort of this dopamine that we're always looking for. I'll be honest. I mean, I get it with my social media and my YouTube. I get it with stand-up when I go on stage. I'm, I'm searching for this thrill. Now, what I have to remember in my life is that the thrill can't be the thing that makes or breaks my day. So your relationship, you know, maybe you're in Rome seeing the Sistine's Chapel with your new lover. Your relationship can ride the waves, those spikes of dopamine, that fresh love. But it can't be everything. We always say relationships should be the dessert, not the main course. And with that, what we're saying is the relationship shouldn't be the thing that needs to be everything for your happiness to work out. Now, again, it's complicated here. I think a lot of people will lean on Jen's side for one reason, because the majority of the audience is women and it's easier to empathize with your own gender. That's just a fact. But also because when Jen did try to talk to Aaron, he was like, let me see if I have time. I have to worry about my happiness. He really doubled down in that moment. Now, he was coming off like an a-hole, like a dick. Of course, I'm sure he would agree with that. 
But what you have to do in these types of things when someone does come off the wrong way is sort of look at what they're actually saying here. Now, I'm no therapist. I don't know everything, but I know if somebody snaps at their partner, chances are there's something they don't feel is resolved. So Aaron might feel resentment. He might feel resentment towards Jen because he's trying to have a good time and she keeps on getting in her own head. Now, Jen will tell you she is getting in her own head. She posted this. Let's see if we can find it the other day. Um, let's see. She said, not the jungle path. Yeah, that's where they fought. Um, uh, she said, gaslighting, no, not a buzzword. Um, uh, no, well, it, you know, gaslighting is a buzzword, uh, but it, it's also a real word and we just need to know how to use it. Um she said, of course, oh, these are new comments I hadn't read before. She said, of course, I understand the guys want time with the guys. Did we forget we were just away from our guys for a week and I wanted some time? I was never mad. I was upset because I wanted to talk to him alone about something. Is that too much to ask in a very calm way? There's a potential engagement in two weeks. I don't think there's time to talk about evolution. Well, you know, just because there's an engagement doesn't mean every single conversation has to be, you know, super serious, but I understand the point. Um, did she say anything else? Um... Not a single second of my conversation with both twins was shown because all I talked about was Aaron. I would have... Uh, uh, da, da, da. She said, I was upset about Justin returning because of what it caused between me and Aaron, not for any other reason. That's the last thing I'll say about this. Uh, and she also said this, I was wearing that tan bikini yesterday when Aaron and I got in the fight about Justin arriving. So that is when those in the moments about Justin were filmed. I'm not still speaking about it the next day. Of course, could people were wondering why is she still talking about this? So very interesting that Genevieve's actually sharing, uh, information that was in the edit. I know the, the, the contracts stipulate that they're not supposed to talk about things that um that weren't shown in the edit they're they're supposed to sort of play like what the edit what happened is what really happened but we're seeing this time and again where contestants get very loose with that and uh you know fight the edit um what else does she say here um well she tweeted so much um do 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 she said this is gonna be a wild one all right so that's all we have from that uh, with regards to what uh, uh, Genevieve had to say about her conversations. Um, unless the show decided to drop the full conversation, which they never will, because the full conversation is never as interesting as what uh, we see there, we're probably not going to get any more information. And that's fine. That's okay. Just a reminder for those out there, gaslighting is defined as psychological manipulation of a person usually over an extended period of time that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality or memories. For me, it's kind of like it's kind of like bullying in a way where bullying and I know the term bullying has changed, but bullying used to be um, the uh, the sort of act of harassing someone consistently over time. Now, if someone says something mean, we say, oh, they're bullying me. Well, maybe in the new definition, but in the old definition, a bully was someone who would constantly harass you. Well, gaslighting is constant manipulation of someone over time after. Um, let's see, it's a loaded word that is frequently misused, which is why it has such a big deal to hear it in this context. Genevieve immediately tried to shut down Aaron's accusation saying, do not use that word. But Aaron doubled down saying, that's what it is. Don't make me feel crazy for a normal thing. And that's where it becomes tough in relationships where it's like, you want to share how you feel about something 
and 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 not let it necessarily affect the other person. I'm feeling this way because not you make me feel this way, right? Those you say eyes versus use because when you say you you make me feel crazy, what you're doing is you're putting the pressure on the other person. You're pointing fingers, right? What do they say? When you point one finger at you, it points four back at me. Whatever that stupid thing is, right? But but the idea is true here. This is why we watch this show because we've all been in relationships where we think the other person's making us crazy, or no matter what we do, no matter how much benefit of doubt we give, we just don't get to that point in the relationship where um, where we have each other's best interest. Relationships have to be very selfless. You have to you have to be able to take it on the chin, even if you think you have everyone's best intentions, even if you think you're looking out for your partner. Sometimes you piss them off, and you just need to say sorry because. A lot of times, it's not necessarily what your intention was; it's how they received it. So, if your intent, most people's intentions are pure and are good. But if the person receives it in another way, Aaron's intentions might be to have fun, play volleyball, and then on his side time, go hang out with his lady. But his lady, in this case, Genevieve, wants more time, wants to be having these private conversations, and he doesn't want to give that. In some ways, you could argue he's he wants. Um, the perks of hanging out with the guys, but also he wants um, he wants the uh, sort of the relationship on his terms. And we have to realize sometimes it's not about our terms, but what is good for the collective too. Let me know what you guys think. But in the end, when Aaron broke down, when he was crying and he said, I just want us to be okay. I just want to be on the beach. I want to be happy. We see, or you guys sometimes see a big, strong, tall, angry man. But what I see is just, you know, the, the inner child who's saying, I just want everyone to coexist and be happy. Can't we all get along? here and the answer to that is we'll have to see how it all plays out and speaking of seeing how it all plays out let's have a look at the conversation that nick has on his podcast vile files and the sources that tell him there was no cheating when it comes to victoria's love life again this has bachelor in paradise spoilers so listen at your own risk nick vile uh large podcaster small youtuber nick vile uh, comments on the potential relationship between Greg Grippo and Victoria Fuller. He says he doesn't believe there was any cheating that was involved, but he does provide some key information that might uh, further go on the timeline. I'm sure Bachelor Data is putting together her whole flowchart here, but uh, he provides some key information that Greg and Victoria had met before Nick's girlfriend's birthday party in late August, which uh, makes the timeline stretch a little bit farther. Uh, but he has a source. We'll share what other sources I've said. And we'll get into all of that. Follow me on Instagram at DNeils. I'm going to be going live on Patreon later today, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. And also, I am going to be on the podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour, at 5 p.m. East Coast, 2 p.m. Pacific. You're going to want to tune into that one. I'm going to have more information regarding this story. I'm going to have a little bit more. I'm still working on a few things. So we'll get kind of have the full roundup on tonight's podcast. Link in the comment section. I do have to say, you know, we like to pat ourselves in the back where we can. We're performing at five times, four and a half times the size of Nick's channel right now, which is great for us, uh, uh, you know, small YouTubers. Of course, he's beating me with 4,500 extra subscribers. But where the real key is with Nick is that he's crushing it in the algorithm with his podcast. He's uh, got almost 20,000 podcast ratings. I'm fully in support of that. I'm trying to look 
look at those different business models and see how we can kind of uh, inflame our podcast views. I mean, we just started this week. We have 185 ratings. Let's refresh and see if we have a few more. So we'll get up to 20,000 sooner or later, but we're at 185. Every rating, every review, every subscription really helps the channel out, get seen by new people. And I want when people search Bachelor for my dumb face to be the first thing that they see. So thank you guys in advance for all that support. Okay, let's get into this story. So here's what Nick had to say about the possible relationship between Greg and Victoria and whether or not he thinks any cheating was involved. Um, Greg and Victoria? Question mark? Are a potential new bachelor couple? They've been spotted out in Italy together. There have been multiple photos and videos of them traveling abroad, which might then spoil the results of Bachelor in Paradise. Obviously, she's on the current season. People are wondering what the timeline was. Was there any sort of cheating or what the vibe is between Greg and Victoria? I, well, here's what I, we don't normally talk about uh, unverified stories uh, as a rule. As a reminder, we only talk about the things that people post themselves and comment on themselves. So this wouldn't fall under that category. However, I, I did talk to a reliable source uh, where I feel like it is okay to make an exception uh, to this story. That, yeah, uh, that was Greg and Victoria in those photos. I mean, it was obvious mm-hmm. they're in Rome. Here's what I know from the source: the for the source has said uh, there was no infidelity, no cheating of any kind. And- so, no cheating of any kind. I'm assuming that also means no cheating, uh, emotional cheating. And this is where it gets kind of dodgy. Now, Nick says he doesn't report on these stories, but he has a reliable source. Um, some people have said that I've backtracked on my source. I have two different sources that say that there was allegedly cheating. Uh, They were never going to provide receipts. Those sources were bachelor alumni, you know, bachelor people that have been in that community, which by the way, there's thousands of bachelor alumni at this point, so you'll never know who it was. But people that were close enough to say, these are what, this is what people are saying within our small community. Now, would I report on a rumor if it was just some Joe Blow on his Twitter account telling me? No, absolutely not. But because there was two different sources that weren't connected, it wasn't like, you know, my sources were the twins, you know, Justin and Joey, you know, they both say the same thing. They were both independent uh, sources with the same information. So I said, we're never going to get the truth. We're never going to get, you know, cold, hard admissions. But they believe that Johnny was wronged here and that this um, this, uh, you know, is not going to look good for Victoria. Again, we'll see how it all plays out. Of course, Nick, uh, his sources are probably Victoria. We've also heard from people like uh, Zachary Reality and a few others that have spoken. I I don't want to speak for Zach, but a few other uh, Bachelor accounts have spoken directly to very close friends of Victoria, and they say there was no cheating. So by all means, We've got one side and the other both saying different things. We'll have to see what actually went down. And the problem that we have with these types of stories is that everything is done you know, under this veil of spoilers, right? They're, they can't properly say what's actually going on. They can't properly defend themselves until after the season is aired because, of course, of the spoilers, the contracts they're under. So it makes it very hard to know where the truth is until we have their conversations. And questions around... Uh, timelines and things of that nature uh, will be discussed and answered uh, at the appropriate time. At the reunion? Probably at the reunion or maybe on a podcast. Mm. 
Ideally, ideally on, on, a, podcast. on a podcast. Uh, so this will be very interesting if Nick has Victoria on his podcast. I'm imagining he won't have Johnny, but Nick is friends with Victoria and Greg. And look, Victoria has come off very well on Bachelor in Paradise. She does seem like a good friend to Genevieve. She was a good friend to um, uh, two others that have kind of gone through their battles. She seems to be in it for the right reasons. Could it be that something happened where she just n- knew deep down that Johnny wasn't the guy? And, um, you know, the relationship was on the outs. Maybe they broke up and Johnny thought they were getting back together. Again, I'm not speaking for anybody. These are all the different avenues that might have gone down. Um, chances are we won't know the truth, but we'll be able to empathize with both sides of the story that it really sucks. It sucks uh, for Johnny if he thinks he's in love and trying to find, you know, trying to make it work with somebody. And then he and then he finds out she's, you know, in Rome with uh, with uh, Greg Grippo. That, that would suck. But um, in the end, could it be that Greg and Victoria become a happily ever after? Maybe. Maybe that could be the case. You, you know, it takes you a lot of Mr. Wrongs to find Mr. Right. Uh, yeah, ideally uh, on this podcast. We shall see. But uh, that is what I was told. I don't know much more information other than that. But I am curious how uh, this, I assume, relationship started. Mm-hmm. I don't think friends went to Rome. Wow. You know. But. All but confirming that they are not friends, which I think we all knew. Some people go, well, what if they were just friends and they wanted to visit the Sistine Chapel? And let me tell you something. Ain't nobody visiting the Sistine Chapel with their friends. That's something you do with your lover or when you're alone and going through some sort of heartbreak and you're in some sort of, uh, you know, travel, sisterhood of the travel pants movie or whatever. Eat, pray, love. You know what I mean? That's an eat, pray, love move. No one goes, hey, hey, Joey, you want to go over there and go hang out of the Sistine Chapel? No, it doesn't happen. But I am curious what, what, what this is now and uh and what happened between now and then but uh, it sounds like we will get our answers sooner rather than later that is true if you had to bet any amount of money on the catalyst being your lovely girlfriend's birthday party how much money would you put down on that i would put down a ton of money and say zero i i don't like they didn't meet there mm-hmm. for the first time yeah so they're also like nothing was going on there I you believe know, him. So I believe that. I, like I said, I know they didn't meet there. Yeah. So I believe that, but also Nick and everybody else doesn't know what Victoria and Greg's eyes know. Maybe they were making eyes. And like you can't blame someone. When you talk about emotional cheating, it's like I, I it's like I don't think people try to do emotional cheating. I think it's in relationships that just aren't that strong. They start looking other places or they try to make a friend and don't realize it's emotional cheating. I think that's what emotional cheating is. Now, sometimes emotional cheating is sending a DP or um, flirting with it, you know, but another times it's like as simple as like, all right, my uh, husband uh, doesn't pay me enough attention. And then um, uh, my coworker grazed by me uh, at the copier. And now we're, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 the umbrella of, of opportunity and so many different things could have happened. Like, and nothing went on there. So like whatever happened, like certainly copier. I, they probably interacted. They mm-hmm. probably talked. The old cop a feel at the copier, right? Talked, but if it, if you're asking me if that was the catalyst, I would say 0%. And I would bet any amount of money on it. Right. And we know that they had shared flirty kind of messages. Greg has sent her messages and she's responded to Greg by going, oh, I think she was the first m- person to message him by going, oh, and he's been like, yo. Do we ship them as people? Well, I'm biased. We- I'm friends with both of them. Yeah. They're both great people. Yeah. Objectively. I, 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 yes, I, both I, of them. They're I, both I, very like, nice. I, yeah. yeah. I'm selfishly, I'm very much rooting for... You'd probably officiate. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, Nick is an not. officiant. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. 
but I'm rooting for them. I'm ex- I, you know, I, I, I don't know much, but I'm excited to hear more. And I, I hope um, it's for the best. Yeah. 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 Cheers. Yeah. Well, there it is. And uh, yeah, I mean, it would suck if uh, Greg and uh, Victoria broke up because it's kind of like a skid mark on this whole story, right? I mean, hopefully hopefully that the, it, it took this sort of uh, tough timeline, as we'll see it play out, for them to realize that they're each other's partners. But, you know, that's going to be... that's you know I understand why the audience would be cynical because that, that hasn't proven to be the case so far. Now, the other thing we have here is this was from today. Victoria posts this, go on and put on that dress that all the bad boys like and then Greg Grippo commented good girl and people are calling it 50 shades of Greg so a lot of yikes and and cringeworthiness look th- saying good girl this is perfectly fine in the private DMs like whatever whatever your kink is no shaming whatsoever you know talk dirty to each other god knows let me tell you something uh, the, uh my partner loves nothing more than when I objectify her uh, she'll post a status or post a photo I'll be like oh babe you look amazing x y and z I mean that's just like a fun you know, uh, s- sexy way to, you know, stay flirty with your partner, right? Uh, come on, I got a wife. What are you going to do? And uh, you got to keep it fresh with that wife. Baby, you look so good. Oh my gosh, you're going to cause an accident. You know, uh, you know, and maybe, and if people don't like that, they don't like that, but that's, that's up to no, reading the room. Now here we have this in public. Greg posted this good girl and then deleted it. Um, Tater said, sorry, but that's kind of hot. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it's hot. So some people said agreed. Some people think it's hot. Yeah, it's, whether it's hot or not isn't isn't the point. The point is, it's just further indication. Like, smack that on the timeline. Uh, smack that. Remember that good old song, Smack That? Boy, I love, I love my generation. When I'm going to be a granddad and I'm telling my kids songs, it's like, uh, granddaddy, tell us the song about She Hit the Flow. She hit the flow. Shorty got low, 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 low. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. As always, I appreciate all of those kind supports out there. Thank you so much for hitting the like button, rating it, reviewing it, following it, subscribing, depending on where you listen to podcasts, whichever way you can support. We appreciate it to those sharing it with your Facebook groups and other Bachelor Nation groups. We appreciate all the support. Until tomorrow, we'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye.